The following message was recorded at Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstpete.org. Leadership from Christ's perspective is, is one that takes, out, takes off their outer garment, wraps a towel around their waist, and washes feet. That if you really want to be great, become a servant. If you want to be the greatest, become a slave. That Jesus uh, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, Leadership is about laying our lives down, being suffering servants so that others might be saved. Amen? And so that's, uh, that's what true leadership is all about. We're just trying to be a little silly this morning just to, just to have fun. So um, guys, pray with me. Father, we're so thankful that the state of the church is in good hands. Father, we're so thankful that the gates of hell will not prevail against the bride of Christ. We're so grateful to have a head of our body and us be a part of something that is enduring and glorious and will endure into eternity. Uh, Lord, remind us that, uh, that, Lord Jesus, you prayed that, that as the Father and you were one, that we would be one, unified in every way so that we might be this declaration to the world that we are loved to love. Uh, help us to, um, today to understand the condition of the bride and the body, that, uh, that, that, that Jesus, you are continuing to build your church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. We are so grateful and so thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. So... Um, you know, oftentimes uh, I, I hear a lot of conversations that take place around uh, the, the topic of, oh, the church is in, is in tough shape. The, ch- the church is, is uh, man, it's declining. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, this is my question. When, when you have questions, where do you go for the answers? Like when, you, when, you ask, when we ask the question, what is the state of the church? Where is the best reference point for that answer? Is it 5 o'clock news? 10 o'clock news, 11 o'clock news. Is it Barna? Do we go out there and look at the polls and those things? Yeah, I think that can be an indication of, uh, of the spiritual condition, but that's not, that's not the state of the church. The state of the church is wrapped up in the promises of Scripture. The state of the church is wrapped up in the one that the church is in, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And the last time I checked, he's still seated at the right hand of the Father. He is a, he's a resurrected king, and he's coming back for his bride. This is, this is the state of the church. I want to read a few verses with you, uh, for you that, that kind of help us to go to the truth about the answers that we seek. And when we ask the question, what the state of the church is, let me, let me share this with you. Matthew 16, 16 to 18 says this, Simon Peter, and that's an indication that Simon's becoming Peter, there's a transition, there's a new creation about to come forward here. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ. Um, what was going on here is Jesus said, who do, you, who do they say that I am? And he said, some say Elijah, some say a prophet, some say, you know, they had all of these, these uh, ideas of what Jesus was. And then he says, but who do you say that I am? And go figure, Peter kind of steps up. And uh, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven has revealed this to you. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, that was, that was Peter's confession there. The rock is, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. On that rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So here's the thing. Who's building the church? Me? No, you? No, Jesus is building whose church? His church. Man, so many, so many times I hear people say, well, you know, you know, can about your church and my church and, and what, you know, all, it, we should always be convinced of the fact that the church is His. And as long as the church is His, it will thrive. It will be, and, and here's the thing, who is the church? You are. We are. Right? We are the church. Jesus said uh, in, in uh, Acts chapter 9, He comes to Paul and He says, Saul, Saul, why do you, why do you persecute me, well, who was he talking about? The church. Jesus takes the church very personally. It's his bride. It's his body. In, in Matthew 25, he says, when you've done it unto the least of these brothers of mine, you've done it unto me. So let's understand that the church is his. And that means we are his. We have been bought with a price. We are not our own. Isn't that good news? That is glorious news. That, and he is faithful to his bride. In, in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, uh, he tells us that his agenda for the bride is that she be blameless and radiant and without wrinkle or spot. This is, this is what God is doing by his spirit in you, in us together, so that the world might know this is the, the fruit of God's work in our life. And, and he, he longs to unify us. This is Jesus' prayer in John 17, is that we might be one as he and the Father. Are one. What kind of oneness is that? That he's praying for. I mean, think about that. And whose responsibility is, is, is the, the oneness within our church family? And I would hope each and every one of you would say mine. I should seek unity. This is the heart of Jesus. This is the pursuit of God's spirit in us. Is he calls us to a, a deep understanding of this love that he has for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. Right? And, and we love because he first loved us and this is this is the the love in which we love the world is a is a concrete incredible conviction that god loved me and gave his son for me that i might be brought near that i might be in his presence and in his presence is the fullness fill in the blank (laughs) right everything we want for life and godliness everything we hope for a sense of belonging a sense of being loved a sense of purpose a living hope Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You ever lacking these things? You know where they're found? They're found in his presence. And he has given us, he's torn the veil from top to bottom and he's ushered us into his presence, welcomed us. What does Jesus keep saying? Come to me, come after me. I mean, he is, he's inviting us into himself and all that comes with that. So I just, I mean, where do you go for your answers? Do you go to do you lean on your own understanding? I know I can be guilty of that. Do we do we let the world dictate our, our, our state? Because when we talk about the state of the church, we're talking about the state of each and every member of the church. When you talk about the state of the church, you're talking about your state. And it is well with my soul. 
Not because I am good, but because He is good. Not because I am faithful, but because He is faithful. Not because I can love, but He first loved me, and now I'm an instrument of this glorious love. It's not even my love that I share. It's His love overflowing out of my life as I'm convinced of how much He loves me. And so, let me, let me, be, let me be clear. The state of the church is in good hands. The state of the church is good. It's, it's victorious, right? It's victorious. The cross declares that. The empty tomb convinces us of that reality. And so we need to have this posture that it, it, we're not on the winning team. We're on the team that's already won, right? We, don't, we, can, we can wander into life every day knowing that it's going to be a, a road mark with suffering. Know that there's going to be trials. Jesus said, they hated me, they'll hate you too. That, that this is the blessed life if you're insulted and persecuted for my name's sake. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Like we are, we are glorious in our, and, and the way that we live, this fragrance, this, this, I mean, the way that we live is, is a, is a, is a, is a prayerful expression to the father of worship, right? You know, it says in, uh, in uh, Romans 12, 1, it says, therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your lives as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. What happened to the, um, to the offerings that were put on the altar that's being described here. There was a fragrance that went up to the Father, right? They were burned. They were consumed. But Jesus has become the final offering so that we can be living sacrifices. And as we live in radical obedience, demonstrating his love to the world, doing it together, unified in his love, then this fragrance goes up to the Father. Isn't that a beautiful picture? And, and, and we get to be a demonstration of what sacrificial living looks like. And that sacrificial living is so contrary, as Romans goes on to say in, in verse 2, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might test and approve what God's good, perfect, and pleasing will is. It's such a great thing. So my, my, my desire today is to share the state of the church. So that right there is the good news, right? And I want to tell you a little bit about what God is doing in our midst, what God is doing here, and, uh, and how God is doing these things in our midst. So my purpose today is to give you a comprehensive look at the state of the church to reveal some of the things the Lord has given us over the last year. You know, I love them when people walk through the door. We get a, we get a common response. Man, I... I I feel loved. I feel family. I feel welcomed. Um, this is, we hear this time and time again. And guys, I just want to encourage you that, man, this is, this is what God's, God's presence and, 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 the, and the church should be demonstrating to the world. Love. I mean, we have a reputation of judgment. And, and how, do we contra- how, do we con- how do we come against that? We, we love in the face of hatred. We bless those who curse us. We pray for our enemies, right? And we love them. And so we're often, uh, we refer to ourselves as an A2 church. And this is an occasion where I want to continue to clarify that so that it's entrenched in our DNA in such a rich way that our culture starts to manifest the scriptures. When Jesus was asked who he was, he pointed to the scriptures. When John was asked who he was, he pointed to the scriptures. When we're asked who we are, we should point to the, the scriptures, the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Because that's who identifies us. That's who we are in. That it's not who I am, it's who he is. 
right? And so as the church, we should point to the scriptures that this is who we're meant to be. And there's a concise passage in Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47. And this is why we refer to ourselves as an A2 church. Um, and I love that because the Lord led us in that and gave that to us. And, uh, and we're not alone. Other churches have been led very similarly in using this nomenclature. And, uh, and I love it because when people ask me, and I know I've mentioned this before, but people, it seems to be very quick in the conversation when I meet somebody. So what denomination are you? And, uh, and I love that I can say, you know, they'll often ask, are you non-denominational? And, and I would say yes, but not in a rogue mode. Right, We're, we want to be, we want to, because we don't believe there's denominations in heaven. We believe that that Christ died for unity, and He wants unity among like-minded churches. That I mean, if we're meant to be unified in the church, do you think we're meant to be unified with the church? And so, man, like um, I love uh, when I get a chance to say we're an A2 church, and because what do you think the obvious question is asked every time? What's that? And then we get to define it in the scriptures. Right? What do we want? Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. Where else do we want to point in everything that we say and do? And so in Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47, it says, And they, this is the believers, um, those um, on the other side of Pentecost, that the 3,120 people now that were following Christ with their life at the cost of their life, they were experiencing radical persecution And it says this, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And I think it's interesting, guys, and I I passionately want to share this. It doesn't say to the apostle teaching. It doesn't say to James' teaching or Peter's teaching or John's teaching. It was there, it was the apostles' teaching. I believe a healthy church has plurality in their teaching, in their teachers. Right? I think the Lord gives teachers to the body because there's a, there's a variety of experiences and perspectives. And, and when, you know, I'm so blessed to share this privilege of using my gifts with Tom and Rob. I'm so blessed to do that. And I'm so blessed by the ministry that the Holy Spirit does through their life in their giftedness to teach. And so I believe it's the apostles teaching, right? And they were devoted to what we now understand as the New Testament, right? And said, and it says, and not fellowship. They weren't devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to the fellowship. That's one another. They were devoted to each other. And we see that. The, the commentary on that comes in verses 43 to 46. And it says, and they were also devoted to the breaking of bread. This was eating together, but celebrating the Lord's supper together that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And it says, and the prayers. And it goes on to say, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together. And that's not just talking about proximity, that's talking about mind and heart and purpose. Does that make sense? All who believed, because the the Lord was the focal point, and so there was commonality under his leadership, under his lordship. All, and it says, and, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. There's further commentary on this in chapters 4 and 6. But it goes on, all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings. And this is what the body was doing with each other, for each other. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Verse 46, and day by day, attending the temple together in breaking bread in their homes, 
They were eating together. They received their food with glad and, and generous hearts. So not only were they thankful, but they were generous. Right? What does Jesus say about hospitality? What does James say about hospitality? They both say the same thing. Don't invite people that can invite you back. What's your motive in that? Invite people that can invite you back. Invite those that, uh, that, that are in desperate need, as it says in this passage, and, and invite them into your home with glad and generous hearts. And then verse, verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. My conviction is, is that because that environment was healthy for discipleship, because that environment was healthy for, like, look, um, have you ever seen a baby born into a very volatile, scary environment, culture? I mean, there's concern there, right? And, and then, have you ever seen a baby, have you ever been a part of a, a, a birth of a baby born into a family, and you're, you're going, man, these guys are going to be awesome parents. Like, they, you know, God has their heart, has their aim, their object. They understand that they're simply stewards of this child, and, you know, all of that. And, and, you know, don't you think that God wants to birth when he has the one, he's the one that does that? Don't you think he wants to birth new creations into healthy spiritual context? And so here we have healthy spiritual context. And it says, God added to their number daily those who were being saved. Man, that's, a, that's after there's already 3,120 people in the, in the fellowship. They've they got to baptize all those folks. And then there's more coming in daily. Why? Because God's Spirit had full, full submission. Full, he, he had full control of the, of the circumstance. And man, the question for us is, does He have you? Does He have all of you? Because collectively, as we just submit ourselves fully to the Lord, as we just yield to the, the beckoning and the prodding of the Holy Spirit, man, you know what that does as a byproduct in our relationships? It's, it's a byproduct. The closer we get to Jesus individually, the closer we, we get to one another as we mutually seek his face and his will and his, his kingdom. And so in the, in the foyer, um, many of you have passed by it. Maybe you're not... Uh, you know, it's, it's funny, when we pass by something too, too many times, it gets, you know, we forget it's there. But there's our A2 board. And in the, in, the, in the foyer is the A2 board. And it's meant to help facilitate some of these things happening. I have a refrigerator. Put it on the board. Put your, your phone number on there, right? I have a stove. I have, a, I have, a, I have baby clothes. I, whatever it is, I have. And, and then there's another side of the board that says, I need I need a refrigerator. I need, and then what allows it to happen is in a very organic way, there's this sharing that transpires within the fellowship. And it's not calling the office and dropping into the church and now let's find somebody. It's just happening organically within the body. So it's a mechanism where we, but the, the, the struggle is most of us like to uh, wash feet, but we don't like to get our feet washed. So to write anything on there, I need, that's, whew, that's hard on the pride, isn't it? So like, but, but that's God's economy. We need, he gives, he's faithful, he provides, he's generous, so are we. Like this is how God wants to minister and, 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 and you know what happens in the process? We get closer to him and each other, right? That's how, anytime we obey God's word, that's what happens, right? And it's a beautiful thing. So the A2 boards in the foyer, please utilize that. Um, if you have a need, we ask that you put it in the giving box first, and then we get that to the board just to make sure there's no inappropriate things that are going on with that. 
Um, secondly is our vision. Uh, if you've been with us for any time, uh, we say around here that our vision is a place to come to life. A place to come to life. And as I described earlier, and very simply, what, that, what we believe that to be is a place to come to Christ. It's an environment where people, and if you come to Christ, you come to life, right? Light gets birthed in you, and that is the light of men, right? So like this is, this, we want to be an environment. We, 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 we believe that that communicates to those that are outside of the kingdom that, man, I, I, I need to be in a place where there's life going on. You know, and then we get to point to the answer of what life is, and that's Christ Jesus himself, right? In fact, he says this in John fourteen six. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, secondly, um, our mission. Um, so many churches uh, aim to have this unique mission, right? We've got to have our personal mission. We've got to have our, I don't want to be a, a, in a critical posture, but Jesus has already given us a mission. We have a mission, and, I, and we call it the, the commission. I, I think of it as the co-mission, a mission that we share collectively as every church, that we do it in partnership with one, one another, in partnership with the Holy Spirit, under the, under the headship of Christ. And it says this, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son, or and in the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Don't you love that? Teaching them, he's not asking us to teach them things we don't know. He says, teach them what I've taught you, right? And we can all do that. It's the beauty of being a witness. When God's spirit is put into us, first of all, he gives us the words when we need it, if we trust him for it, right? And not only that, it's like he empowers us. He says, I will make you a witness to all nations. But here he's saying in this mission that we're to teach them to observe. So it's not to know. Please, this is so important. It's teach them, to, or, or the NIV says obey, right? It's, it's teaching them not to just know it. That's dangerous. That's not even, sometimes that's not even hell. It, that's maybe, it's the first step. I mean, it's got to go from our minds to our hearts and then out of our hands and feet, right? And out of our mouths. But like teach them to observe. That's very different, right? Teach them to obey. That requires life on life. That requires some time. That requires discipleship. And that's what's being talked about here. Teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. And it says, and behold, truly, truly, behold, or look, I am with you always. Huh. How, many, how many are blessed by always this morning? Right? I am with you always to the very end of the age or to the end of the age. And so this is the promise of Jesus. He's saying, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. And then I'm going to be with you to get it done. I mean, how good is he that he like invites us into the mission and we don't have to come up with our own mission or a variance of this mission. We just need to say this is the mission and let's be faithful to it because the word of God is powerful and effective. Let's stick to that core values. So our core values based on what you've heard just, just a moment ago is God's word. God's word is a core value here. Prayer is a core value here. Worship is a, a core value here. Spiritual growth is a core value here. And finally, family is a core value with us. Uh, we, have a, we have the three E's. We don't talk about this much recently because we're talking about C4 a lot. And it kind of inc- it includes this. But, but early days, we talked about embrace, equip, and empower. Like this is, the, this is the process. We embrace. They come through the door. We embrace. We love, right? We love one another. We equip. Discipleship. 
we equip, and God's word is the equipping agent, right? And we, and, we, and we show them Jesus so that they might trust him as Lord and be fully equipped with God's spirit. And then we empower, which is the sending out to serve. You know, we, 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 we encourage going out, like serving, like ministry to your church and mission to your world. Right? Everybody should seek a ministry within their church. Like, Lord, what would you have me to do within my body with the gifts that you've given me? And what should I do within my context, my world, my neighborhood, my workplace, in order to be a missionary that your spirit has empowered me to be? So I'm going um, to go through. I think it's important that we know who our body is and, and, and the functions that the Lord's called each member of the body to, uh, some of the ministries that are going on out there that you might not be aware of. And this gives you, hopefully, an opportunity to plug into some of those ministries. Uh, if, if you're asking yourself, Father, what would you have me to do within my church family? I want you to know some of the leaders, the deacons, the elders, uh, pastors, shepherds, overseers, bishops, that, those things in our, in our fellowship so that you can... Can, can reach out to them in these. And as I mention your name, I know, this is, I know this is hard, maybe just as hard as and silly as me walking down an aisle and shaking hands, but um, I'm going to ask you to stand um, because I want, I want to I identify you to the body uh, for two reasons. One, uh, we need to know, right? And secondly, I just want to affirm you uh, and encourage you. Not, I'm not looking to flatter or, 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 or create any sense of pride. I, I just, I just want to affirm and encourage. So first is our elders, pastors. Again, elder, pastor, shepherd, um, overseer, bishop. These are all the same office, but some of them are just used in order to help us to under, understand function, what a shepherd does, what an overseer does. You know, uh, these, these are folks, some pastor, right, elder, but they, these are the, it's the same office. Um, okay, so I want to mention these folks. Um, Marty, uh, if you would please stand. Uh, it's one of our elders. Uh, Dennis, if you would please stand, is another one of our elders. Uh, so thankful for these men. Uh, also a member of our teaching team uh, is Jerry Hurt and, uh, and Rob Harlan, if you would both please stand. Uh, these are men that I'm so grateful for. You guys are such a blessing. Please identify these guys. Uh, they would celebrate. You can have a seat, guys. You, they would celebrate the opportunity to pray with you, to encourage you, to love on you, uh, to be an instrument of truth uh, by the help, with the help of the Holy Spirit. These guys are a blessing to me. I also want to mention Joe Davis, uh, who is a past, I mean, an elder emeritus. And, uh, and so Joe... Uh, Joe uh, has taken on the mantle of being a full-time caregiver to his wife and a glorious example to this fellowship. So thank you for uh, continuing to be an elder in our midst, Joe. Um, I want to read a passage that helps us to, to know what an elder is. Maybe, you know, it's an office that men should aspire to. Uh, I believe there are two offices uh, for one office for men is, is elder, what we're just talking about. And then there's an office that includes women as well, which is deacon. Uh, the word is diakonos, and it translates uh, minister or servant. Um, and so um, first, this is the office of elder. In, uh, this is in uh, 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. It's also mentioned in Titus uh, chapter 1, 5 through 9. But it says this. This saying is trustworthy. If anybody, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. 
Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, a husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up and conceited and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Therefore, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Um, and by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm an elder as well, so just... Okay, so um, that's kind of the background. Thank you, Marty. Um, So also want to mention um, at this point, uh, one of the things we're going to do in our service together that I'm super excited about is we are going to bring in our membership class. Um, So we've had several covenant classes over the last year or so, uh, and today we're going to celebrate those that have come through the covenant class have declared that they want to be in membership together. And uh, this will be our first membership celebration. If you've been able to be a part of one of our covenant classes um, and, uh, and desire to be in membership, today's your day and it's exciting. Now, if you've been with us for time, like let's use Miss Helen, for example. Where's, was she not able to stay for service? Oh, she can't do that. Bless her heart. Uh, but, but there's many among you that have been with us for a decade plus but you've been here prior to us instituting the new membership, uh, the discipleship process to include covenantal membership. If that's the case, please know that you are a member because membership is really not as much uh, agreeing to a, uh, some paperwork as much as it is agreeing to the heart and the intention in the scriptures and living those things out. And so um, would encourage you, if you want to, stand and be a part of the ceremony later in our time together. But I wanted to take this moment. Part of our covenant, um, we talk about the, the elders' responsibility and then the body's responsibility. And every single one of these things, uh, if you come to our covenant um, uh, membership experience, every, every single one of these things is rooted in the scriptures and not just one verse, but we make sure that there's at least two to three witnesses. And so um, here's what your elders understand and agree to. Number one, to uh, appoint elders and deacons, including staff members who serve in, uh, in these offices, according to the criteria assigned to them in the scriptures. Number two, to prayerfully seek God's will for our church community and steward her resources to the best of our ability based on the study of the scriptures and following of the spirit. Number three, uh, your elders... Uh, to care for the church and to seek her growth in grace, truth, and love. Number four, to provide teaching and counsel from the breadth of the scriptures. Number five, to equip the members of the church for the work of ministry. Number six, to be on guard against false teachers and false teachings. Number seven, to lovingly exercise discipline when necessary for the glory of God and the good of the one disciplined and the health of the church as a whole. Number eight, to set an example and join members in fulfilling the calling of church membership stated below. Is that awesome? Is anybody else sweating? I need a T.D. Jake's rag, you know, you know. Um, 
So that's, uh, that's the, the, the commitment. That's the, the piece that we constantly remind ourselves as elders is the mandate laid out in Scripture for us. And, uh, and it's, you know, we hold each other accountable. We obviously pray for each other. Um, and those things are essential. Our staff, um, unfortunately, um, number one on my list today is not able to be here. Uh, Miss Lissette, please pray for her, is not feeling well. It uh, hasn't felt well for the week. Um, but Lissette is our administrative assistant. Um, and as your name is called, would you stand so folks can identify you? Uh, then we have this gorgeous woman, Sheba Monroe, um, that is, that's, leading, <laughs> that's leading our children's ministry. Um, uh, and Sheba is with us part-time. She's 20 hours a week. Uh, Marty is our music minister. And aren't we just grateful for Marty? Um, and Marty is also part-time. Uh, John Gable, as of this year, is one of our is now our uh, our maintenance man, and we, he has been he has been such a gift. Uh, between him and Mike and Wayne, uh, we have a new office, and they they are the ones that uh, brought all that skill that the Lord gave them uh, to bear. And John, I know that you hate that I just mentioned your name, so um, but uh, we are so thankful for you, brother. Uh, we have Sally uh, and Linda, who are both is Sally or Linda here. Oh, there's Miss Sally. So stand up, Sally. Uh, this is our this is our custodial staff, and Miss Brandy steps in on that as well. And we are just so incredibly thankful for you guys. Uh, and then uh, and then I get to serve as pastor. And yes, that is a full time position. Um, so um, we are, as of this fall, praying for another. Uh, we know that Trevor has stepped into another season, another opportunity. Please pray for local church. We want that to thrive. We want to come alongside. We're praying on how we can do that tangibly. Um, but there'll be a position that's going to be coming available come the fall. And, uh, and we're excited about what that might look like. We're still praying about what that looks like, what roles, what, 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 uh, what responsibilities will be in place for, for that position. So join us in prayer. Love feedback and those things. And then um, we have deacons. So deacons, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the word is diakonos. It means uh, servant. Uh, it, we use the word minister. Uh, the British Parliament would say the minister of tourism, the minister. We used this when I was growing up in the Bahamas. This was the same terminology that we would use. And it was a reminder that you're a servant as a leader. And, uh, and so I'm going to mention some of our deacons. And uh, please celebrate them as they stand. Uh, I want you to be aware of these folks. And uh, if these are ministries that you feel called to or want to be a part of, Maybe there's a ministry that you um, that's that's not going on here that you you please pray about that. Come talk to us about that. Would love to pray that through um, and see where that leads. Um, but let me move through some of our deacons. So uh, music ministry. Marty uh, leads our music ministry. So thankful for Marty. You're not going to stand up again, are you? <laughs> uh, in that ministry, guys, we have these wonderful folks. We have Richard and Ken and Steve and Diana and Ashley and Margie and Rob and Bill back there on the board. And so, guys, just um, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are a gift. <laughs> uh, so grateful that you help us to worship him in song. Uh, and you guys are such, such a blessing. I mentioned my wife, uh, who is uh, our children's minister. Um, also, um, her team, um, she's awesome. She's, she, if you haven't, if you haven't got to know her, you're missing out. So like, um, 
If you are a part of the Sunday, I know a lot of those are out serving right now, but if you are part of the Sunday morning AM children's ministry team, would you stand please? Would you just stand? Sunday morning uh, team, I just, we're so grateful for you. Thank you. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. Thank you for that. I, I guess when I was uh, speaking of the teaching team, I said Jerry and Rob. I meant Tom. And I hope you guys know. Tom, would you stand up, please? Rob, would you stand up? Um, um, what's that? <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's going to have a lot of standing to do in a little bit here. So um, we also have this glorious program that kicked off in September called Awana. Many of you are familiar with this. Some of you grew up in it. Uh, man, I, you saw a taste of it <laughs> this morning. What a what a blessing. And uh, and the director of that ministry, that just the one that really brings the heart to it and the prayer and the passion is Miss Brandy Morgan. So if you guys would... Um, if, if you are a part of Awana in any way, shape, or form, would you stand up on Friday nights? Would you just stand up if you're a part of that team? Um, just so, 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 so thankful for, for each of you. Thank you so, so very much. I noticed the parents that bring their kids didn't stand up, but you're a part. I want you to know because the best part of what's going on is going on at home. Right, and so we uh, we encourage that, and that's awesome. Uh, I want to mention some dates to you. VBS is June twenty fourth to twenty eighth. Uh, so if you've been asking, that's our VBS dates coming up, end of June, and then uh, our kids are going to camp with Student Life Camp this summer, and the camp dates are July fourteenth through July eighteenth. So parents, mark your calendars for that. Uh, incredible opportunity. There's going to be some fundraising. God bless you. Um, this will be uh, incredible. Uh, I mentioned Tom, uh, his uh, counterpart, his glorious bride is Daisy, and they partner together to do our student ministry on uh, Sunday nights at six o'clock. Would you stand as we could just affirm you in that? So, um, so thankful for you guys. You guys are such, such a blessing. That's awesome. Um, I might get punched for this one. Just saying. Um, Miss Sandy Gable is our <laughs> Miss Sandy Gable is our backpack minister. Uh, she is she, I mean, I love how this ministry came to fruition because the Lord just put it on her heart. She came and sat down with me, shared her heart with this. And and then how cool, Sandy, like she shares, you know, we start praying about it. We start thinking about, you know, how the Lord put it in place. And then uh, literally someone, a, a snowbird that came like a handful of times, walked through the door on a Wednesday night. Just we were sharing about what some of the things going on in the church as far as announcements. And they just, they just bountifully poured out a financial blessing. And that we are still, you know, blessed from that, that gift. And, uh, and many of you are involved in Backpack. I know many of you come, Miss Judy, Miss Jean, Miss Diane, you know, come and help pack those backpacks. And many of you have a backpack child. And so, Sandy, thank you so much for your leadership in that. Uh, so, so amazing. Um, then we have this, uh, this awesome couple. Love them so much. Uh, Dennis and Roxanne Taylor. Um, they are just such a gift to us. So grateful for them. Um, Dennis is, uh, is an elder, and, uh, and his wife is passionate about Operation Christmas Child. She, she does shoeboxes 
every day of the year and gets ready for the, you know, when it comes and she is just, her garage is dedicated. I think there's rooms in the house too that are dedicated to, and there's rooms here, but there is just dedicated. Um, would you guys celebrate Roxanne and Dennis Taylor? Thank you. So one of the reasons that people walk through the door and say, man, this is such a loving church, such a church that's filled with poetry and uh, all kinds of amazing things, uh, it's because of our greeting team. Uh, would you please, uh, Rob Butes is our greeting team leader, uh, such a blessing, uh, such a humble, gentle, awesome, and he's also a bodyguard if anybody's looking for one, so um, just important to know that. Um, you know, Jerry and Leanne are part of that. Ray and Mary are part of that ministry. Uh, just thank you so much for just your leadership there, Rob, and so thankful to have people at the door that love people and sincerely do that. Hospitality, would you put your hands together and show some love for Buck Mills? So, um, so Buck is such a blessing. Uh, He's got so much time in his hands, by the way, to do this uh, stuff. So, uh, but uh, he is—he's uh, our hospitality. And man, is that not a gift? Isn't that something? Jesus, Jesus walked up to people and said, "I'm coming to your house." He called Matthew at a tax collector booth and he says, "You know, we're gonna you know, we're gonna go eat at your house." So, like, hospitality is such an important component, and for us to kind of get to know and love and and minister to one another. Uh, I want to thank uh, you know Miss Judy and Leanne and your team that does the first Sunday, uh, Ray and Mary that do the second Sunday of each month, uh, Jen and Linda who does the third Sunday of each month, and Roger and Bethany. I know Joe, Joe Tavares has jumped in. Morgan and Melissa have jumped in. So how many are thankful for these folks that feed us? So, um, you know, it's just a, a huge, huge blessing. Um, and then there's women's ministry, and these are two ladies that love Jesus, and we, uh, we, we refer to them as the Etts. Uh, because it's Colette and Lisette, and uh, they just, they love God and love women, and uh, and just are passionate about them coming to Christ, knowing Christ. Uh, currently, there's a Sunday morning, I mean, a Saturday morning study at, uh, at, at Lisette's house. Um, there's two discipleship essential groups that are going, uh, and, and there's also the study that I mentioned earlier that's starting up on Thursday night, the 21st, which, by the way, is full. Um, also, I, I want to mention, uh, we have a brand new website this year, or, you know, over the last year, and that is not, not in part, but in whole, uh, the work of a, a man that has passionately done this and does it for hours and hours, tediously, faithfully, and just loves doing it. And, and the amount of, of, of impact that this is having in, in I mean, it's the sign of the 21st century, you know. And, uh, and he is truly a blessing to us, him and his wife. Uh, would you uh, give your, you just show some love to Steve and Deb. Uh, they are, Steve, you guys stand up, buddy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Steve is also a part of the, it's, it, what helps to get the recordings out on the website, Facebook, all those pieces. And uh, I just want to be, in, if you haven't gone to uh, faithfellowshipstpete.com or org lately, it is, uh, it is, it's awesome. So thank you. Um, also, we, uh, we have a, a pretty f- a thriving uh, ministry uh, missions program. And, uh, and, and this young lady has been at it for, and has come to know all these international missionaries, to love them, to communicate with them. She is passionate about their support and, uh, and leads our international missionary uh, program. And that's Miss Sharon Ballard. So just thankful for, for Sharon. So, so grateful, Miss Sharon. 
So just so you know, 10% of all the tithes and offerings that come into our church intentionally go back out to missions. Uh, we have eight international missionaries. We have uh, domestic missions that we support in Grace Falls, which is a plant church uh, in Ebsika. Am I saying that right, Ashley? New Jersey, which is right in Atlantic City. Um, and please, 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 we prayed earlier, but I would remind you again, please keep the McNichol family in prayer as Chris, the husband, uh, is going through a cancer treatment right now. So uh, also within the domestic missions, we partner with Samaritan's Purse and uh, we do uh, rebuilds around the, the, the country. Exciting thing. Chris kind of, you know, shot me a text this week. He says, have you seen? Uh, we, uh, we, if you remember, we went to, uh, to help out with Harvey uh, in Rockport, uh, um, Texas, uh, back in July. And, uh, and this team, uh, in fact, Chris and John got it started. Uh, this team went in and, uh, and literally started with a house that had three walls with Miss Connie. She wasn't able to live in the house. I mean, the, the house was completely, I mean, there was no, they took all the windows out, all the rafters. We were able to jump in in the second half of the week. And just this last Monday, the house was dedicated to Miss Connie. Was it Tuesday? Okay, was, she, was, she was given a brand new home. Um, and, uh, and this is a mission that we get to be a part of financially, but we also get to bring our hands and feet to. And so this year, we're going to have two missions, uh, trips, uh, Lord willing. Uh, we're going to be able to be a part of the, the panhandle if they get that up and running in the fall. And then in the summer, we're looking to take t- a team to either South or North Carolina. We're working on the details for that. But we get to be a part of Samaritan's Purse and the ministry that they do to so many. By the way, these homes that are completely, you know, unlivable um they uh once they're all done i mean they've got i mean they're brand new gorgeous homes uh all the utilities i mean all the uh the appliances everything's in it and they give them a piece of paper that outlines like the total cost and expense and all of that and then a big red letters right across it says paid in full and they hand them keys and say god bless you so uh it's just awesome awesome to be a part of that uh, under our local ministries, so we support uh, uh, ministries that are international, domestic, but then local. Under a local ministry is a ministry called New Life Solutions that we partner with uh, to, to declare that life is precious. Uh, and Jerry Hurt is our ministry leader, liaisons to that ministry. You're going to have to stand up, Jerry, because, I mean, he, he actually wore his shirt this morning. I mean, he's good to go. He's all in. So uh, thank you so much, Jerry. Walk for Life, Passages of Hope, this, these are ministries that are part of that. Pardon me? Oh, and he is our resident poet. Yes. Uh, Thomas Stallings is a young man that's on the USF campus and the UT campus, University of Tampa. And we support him as a missionary. And he's out there evangelizing, starting small groups and doing all of these wonderful ministries. And uh, he's within our local reach as a missionary. We also support uh, fellowship, um, uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship and Fellowship of Christian Athletes, just so that you're aware of those things. Also, there's a ministry that, that's, uh, that's an, it's called Overcomers that happens here on Monday nights and Tuesday mornings every week. Uh, it is a, uh, it, for habits, hangups, and hurts. Uh, and, and our leader's last name is Hurt. Is that, that just works out really well. Uh, Mr. Jerry Hurt. So uh, please let him know that you appreciate him. Also, every week uh, we have a team that's in the back helping us to see what's going on. Uh, that's our video team, and that uh, Miss Marie Couch is our team leader, and we're so thankful for her. Um, she is uh, an incredible 
blessing. Uh, Braun is also a big part of all of those ministries that we do around the church. So thankful for Braun in a big way. Uh, Colette and others, uh, so, so, so good. Um, also, we have a stewardship or finance team uh, that helps to steward the resources. Um, uh, that team is, uh, you know, a big part of that team, and I, I lean on tremendously, is Sharon Ballard. So if you would just celebrate Sharon, she's a gift. Uh, Dennis and Jerry are also a part of that team. And, uh, and then Miss Sandy is the one that counts uh, and, uh, and helps to get that, those resources allocated to the proper place. And so, Sandy, thank you so much for all that you guys do. We are privileged to partner with a Christian school on campus, Argonauta Christian School, who, by the way, tomorrow is opening up early to anybody in the church that wants to register their child. I will let you know that they are almost to capacity in some of their areas. So be diligent about that. Where's Hope? Be diligent about that. Um, so, um, but if uh, I want to just uh, celebrate the teachers of Argonauta Christian School and directors, um, there's Sandy. Please stand. Uh, Cindy, Mariah, Mary, and Carol, uh, and of course Miss Sherry. Uh, just so thankful for you. Um, just awesome, and uh, it's such a privilege to minister together. Um, on campus every week, right here throughout the week, every week we have, uh, we have classes for uh, children that uh, range from Spanish classes to piano classes um, to, um, to tutoring for kids. Uh, Miss Marlena has math table. Miss um, Sheba has uh, keys for kids. And then Miss Didi does Spanish classes here, and those happen all week long. Uh, during the week, and so those are some interesting and wonderful things. Uh, recently, we have um, we have two men that have stepped up to uh, to to uh, to reach out to those that are in the hospital, that are in nursing homes, or are homebound, uh, and that is our, our elder Dennis Taylor, and again, Mr. Jerry Hurt. So, Jerry, you're going to get tired, brother. <laughs> I'm not standing up. Uh, card ministry is kicked off again, and Mary, I want to tell you that this is. Every time we, uh, we talk about card ministry, it's really in honor of your mom, Miss Lil, that did that for many, 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 many years. Um, but I'm just so thankful to Lori LaPointe and to you for, for if you've gotten an uh, anniversary card uh, or birthday card, these are the sweet ladies, along with some others that are, are, that are doing that ministry. So let's thank them as well. Um, so um, we have... Uh, we have Life groups going on. We have leaders in those life groups. Uh, we have upcoming studies uh, that I've mentioned. We are we are seeking to pray, prayerfully seeking to start a parenting class. So join us in prayer for that. Uh, just last week we started a men's fellowship on Friday mornings at eight o'clock at Chick Fil A. So if you're able to come and be a part of that, this is a time for sharing our quiet time and praying together uh, and just some fellowship for men. Um, I mentioned our new teaching team and Tom and Rob. I did say Tom, right? Yes. Okay. So good uh, for, because uh, I love these brothers. Um, and then good news. Uh, there's still plenty of opportunities. Uh, as we, you know, the president came up and talked about the economy. Uh, I want to tell you, there's no unemployment in our economy. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, so if you would like to plug in and please do find a way to just get involved in ministry. It's a, uh, it's, you know, Jesus said it's uh, uh I have food you know nothing about to do the will of the Heavenly Father. Uh, we are fed by serving in our giftedness. So financially, uh, I know that the president would have talked about the budget. Uh, here's the good news. We don't have debt. We don't have debt. 
So uh, praise God for that, because he is the one that has given the wisdom for that and the resources in, in order for that to be reality. We have a posture and we have a conviction that we never move forward without the resources to do those things. And we're so grateful for each of you that's just faithful to the Lord in that area. But we were given a debt-free campus. It is still a debt-free campus. I want to mention that last year's, but to the glory of God, but uh, last year's budget, uh, we, uh, we, we, we endeavor to, to, to grow the, we feel like the Lord leads us to grow the budget about 10% a year. Um, we have yet to be under budget uh, in any given year, praise the Lord. Um, and that's with some pretty significant things the Lord has led us to do. And last year was no exception. Uh, we were uh, in excess of $6,000 over budget last year. So give the Lord praise for that. And what I want to say about that is this, is that... Um, you know, we don't pass a plate, and the reason we don't do that, uh, or, or I know some traditions had a little bag, um, is we believe that that, that, that almost like creates a, a, an environment of compulsion or reluctancy. And so the giving box is in the back of the worship center. We believe it's an act of worship. We, should, we believe it should be done unto the Lord, and, uh, and God loves cheerful givers. Uh, and I think that the mandate in the New Testament, tithing is, is still, I, I don't know where this teaching comes from, tithing is still a foundational scriptural teaching. But when we're, as New Testament believers, I believe we're called to give as we've been given. That's a pretty high standard. So uh, that's glorious stuff. In the area of, um, of finances, I also want to mention that this year we moved into a new office. Praise the Lord. Um, and, uh, and that was a lot of hands and hearts that were involved in that, a lot of giving on your part. And then the beauty is, is that that the old office got to be turned back into a home. And uh, we were there, Sheba and I were there yesterday having lunch with this sweet, precious, godly couple that invited us over for lunch. That was delicious. If, if they invite you over, you better go. It's incredible. It was just delicious. Um, and now uh, Bruce and Nancy are in the home over there uh, as resident missionaries and uh, uh, just so, 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 so thankful to have you on campus, your presence, your, your maturity, your love for Christ. All of those things are a blessing to us. Um, last year, we, uh, we, we were able to, uh, with your help, with, with the Lord's ultimate help, we have a new AC system in the fellowship hall. So praise the Lord for that. Um, all of the ACs on campus are currently working, praise the Lord. And uh, there are some reserves now that are in place for future challenges with the AC units. Uh, we had a major leak on campus last year, if you remember, um, that, uh, that is now uh, led to us having um, brand new pipes from the, from the meter to the, to the shutoff, and that will alleviate any sort of challenges, Lord willing, in the future. So uh, we're super excited about that project being done. Um, in, the, in the 2019, uh, the projects that we're going to be working on, so you know, are a lighting project. It's already started here in the sanctuary. Uh, our lights are going to be updated. Uh, uh, Marty and John will be working on those things. We have a sport court that we're looking to put in for student ministry and, uh, and our children's ministry in the back uh, and additional storage sheds uh, that we are. De- Who needs more storage? Um, yeah, I see them being built all over the place. OK, now. We have themes every year, and these themes are birthed out of time in prayer and in God's word. The elders get together every fall, and we just ask God for what his vision, what his purpose, what his plan is for the following year. Uh, I had a good time this week preparing for this um, because I looked back over the last eight years at the different themes that we had every year, and I was wondering how many of those you guys could come up with. 
Uh, anybody want to tell me some of the previous themes over the last eight years? Devoted. Very good. Devoted. We still got that reminder. What? Bless. The acronym of bless. Yeah. Saved to serve. Very good. Anybody else? Living loved. Living loved. loved. Very, very good. That's awesome. Um, let Let me remind you. So it was live to give eight years ago. Uh, uh, Save to serve, what we heard. Live love. Not living loved, but live love. Uh, Living love, Ephesians uh, 5, 1 and 2. Each one reach one, uh, if you remember that theme. And then this one, uh, you you guys are going to be like, how did I forget that one? Faith in action, right? So a lot of you have shirts. Uh, that was the year that we took a Sunday off every fifth Sunday, four Sundays, and we went out into our neighborhoods and we painted houses on Sunday. We just, it was awesome. It was such a great year. The Lord led in that year. So this year is living, living loved, living loved. And our theme verse for the year is we love because he first loved us. I am not going to camp out here because I think we have talked about this quite a bit. Um, but it's so important that we understand how loved we are. It is what it's what feeds our heart in order to be agents of love to others. And then finally, C4. So this is, this is explosive, but it's, it's not dangerous. It can be dangerous. Uh, but it's our discipleship process. And so C4 is come, connect, covenant, and calling. And I will spend my last moments on this. Um, so here's the overall hope and objective here. This is a biblical blueprint modeled by Jesus and followed by his church. It is a discipleship process that gives individuals opportunities to grow into maturity in the Lord. It is also a journey which allows people to enter and grow at their own pace. And that's kind of our synopsis of this particular discipleship approach. Come is the first one. So this is where um, you, we believe that every member of the church is, is meant to evangelize. And what I mean by that, we're called to be witnesses. We're empowered for this purpose. Your neighborhood, you're the missionary to your neighborhood. Last year, we built a door here for the blessed theme, right? And we, we reminded each one of us that that's not the only door to the church. That you, Because you're the church, your, your door, your house is the door to the church. You're a missionary to your neighborhood. Um, that you're a missionary to your workplace. And in though those, those moments often feel dark and difficult, let's remember that we, we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And so the come of the discipleship process in come is that we're out there inviting people like Jesus did to say, come and see. Come after me. Come follow me. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul said in Colossians 11.1. 1. So like, I mean, 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. So that's what we're doing out there. So you guys are the, inv- the evangelistic expression of the church. The challenge is, is that you would go out and share the love of Christ, that, that people would ask you for, the, for an answer for the hope that dwells within you because of the life that you're living to the glory of God. And so that's the element of come. Um, I'm just going to do a couple of the shorter verses, Marie. Um, but Matthew 4.19 says, And he said to them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew 11:28. Come to me, all uh, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus was constantly inviting people to sup with him, to, to, to have meals with him, to come and share in his presence. And we should do likewise. 
And, and then when they come, we're inviting them to the bride of the Christ, uh, the bride of Christ. We're inviting them to the church where they might get a fuller expression and teaching about who he is. Jesus said, come follow me, come and you will see, uh, come to me. Now his followers and witnesses are invited, uh, have the privilege to invite others to come. We are, uh, we invite others outside his kingdom into his kingdom. And there's so much more to that. But does that make sense, guys? We are meant to be agents of hope and love and joy and peace to those around us that would cause others to want to join us in fellowship with the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, in this uh, C4, um, okay, so you can see it, um, is Connect. Um, and this is the program that I mentioned earlier during announcements. This is, uh, this is an opportunity that we offer once a quarter. It happens to be happening next Sunday. So after, after church in room one, during the brunch, uh, you can bring your meal in. And those uh, who would like to uh, know more about this local body of believers, that information is shared. Uh, the purpose of this gathering is uh, information, clarification, and unification. That's the, that's the purpose in that time. Uh, topics that will be discussed is similar to some of the things that we discussed here, with the exception of um, our church history, the pastor's heart, testimony, a um, little bit more about missions, uh, how do you get involved, um, and it gives you an opportunity to ask questions um, at that particular uh, opportunity. Um, the segue between connect, I mean come, connect, the segue between connect and covenant is salvation and baptism. Um, we, we, uh, we won't celebrate membership with anyone that doesn't know Christ. And uh, because we don't believe that we can fulfill the mission of God, we don't believe that we can be faithful to the scriptures outside the, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so from the point where someone comes to our fellowship and then comes to find out who we're about, our encouragement is that they would come to know Christ, that we would share the gospel and that they would receive Jesus as Noah did this last year. Where's Noah? Where'd he be? Right there, right there. So um, praise the Lord. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to have to stand, did you? So like, um, but, uh, but see, then, then, uh, then, then they follow through in the first act of obedience, which is baptism an outward invisible sign of an inward reality that God has accomplished. And then they're, they're encouraged to come and, and be a part of the membership of the body, now pow- empowered and led of the Holy Spirit. So um, our next C is covenant. And, uh, and before anybody can connect to the body, of course, is what I mentioned, is, is, is salvation and baptism. Covenant is this opportunity uh, that we offer twice a year, uh, every six months or so. And we are starting our new covenant class on March 24th. So that's coming up real soon. It's a three-night uh, class, or in this case, three afternoon classes during brunch time. I encourage you to ES or RSVP for that. And uh, what you will receive is what is called uh, a faith folder, or what I call a faith folder. Okay, so it'll be a folder. It looks like this. It'll have your name on it. It'll have the contents of our covenant class in it. And uh, what I encourage folks to do with their faith folder is bring it to Sunday morning. Take notes. Right. Let this be your faith folder. Let this be the place where you write down the things that the Lord's teaching you. Bring it to Bible study. This, you know, I have I went to Walmart and got these little dividers so I can divide out the different segments of my faith folder. Uh, We want you each to have one of those as members. The other thing that we're going to be instituting in the in the weeks to come is for every member. uh, We want to make sure that you have a faith in action T-shirt. 
uh, we want you to have this resource so that when we go out together, we can, uh, we can declare that uh, faith without deeds is dead um, and that we can do this together as a church family. Also, we're going um, to start doing, for those that are in membership with us, uh, we're going to give you the option, if you'd like, to have a faith fellowship sign for your yard in order to help you. Like, we believe that every church should have a sign out front. Like, we have a sign out in front of our church, right? So if your front door is the door, another door to the church, should you not have a church sign too? That's my conviction on that. So, um, so we, uh, we're going to make uh, those signs and we're going to have those available. Not to uh, One, you must be a member in order to have one because we believe that it's important that we talk about what that looks like to be a member of the body. Must be indwelled with the Holy. All those things are important. We want you to be ambassadors out there. Um, and then um, secondly, we want to know that, you know, we don't, just don't want to hand them out and be wasteful. Uh, if you want one, we'd love to, we'd love to get you one. So, um, and then um, the segue, before I get to our membership and our celebration, the segue from covenant after covenant class, uh, you get an opportunity to meet with an elder, uh, ask any questions, dialogue through any of the content. Uh, and then, then at that point, uh, there's a, a mutual agreement that's made verbally because we believe that, uh, that, um, that, that our words, we, was it, um, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Everything else is from the evil one. We should be, we should be men and women of our word. We shouldn't have to put pen on paper in order to validate our word. God, God stood on his word, and we should too. And people should be able to stand in our word. So um, after covenant and you meet with an elder, and uh, then you will get an opportunity to be celebrated in, a, uh, in, a, in, in the service. Uh, and then twice a year, we're going to have membership meetings where we're going to get into some more detailed stuff. Uh, members will, for example, uh, will get a copy of the budget so that they know every single detail of what you know, whatever, where everything goes. Um, and then, uh, and then the final component is our leadership training component, which we're still developing and excited about. So this morning, uh, we're going to bring in some of our members that have been through covenant, uh, or have been with us, uh, for years and just want to declare that I want to be a member. I am a member here. And I want to do life here. I want to be a part of the mission here that God is doing. And so if that is who you are, let me tell you what's about to happen as we close. Uh, And then we're going to sing it out. Um, So what's going to happen here is I'm going to encourage you, if that's you, um, you're going to stand. Uh, Then much like in a wedding ceremony, which is a covenant, right? There's going to be some, uh, some, just like I shared about what the elders will do in covenant based on the scriptures. This is what, this is what we're called to as church members. These are the things we're called to do. Most of them are the one another's that, uh, that we, we desperately need to express, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then I'm, you're not having to say, I will, uh, I will declare all of these as you stand. And then at the end, all that you need to declare, just like a couple would stand before the Lord and, uh, and look each other in the eye. Uh, I'll encourage you to look each other in the eye. And then, uh, and then you will say, I do or I will. And then that is, that's, I'm not going to ask anybody to come forward. I'm not going to ask anybody to give testimony. And why that is, is it's just a personal conviction, something that has come through dialogue with some of our church members. But my mom has been a vibrant member of many churches over the years. She, is, she has been like, she has been like Sandy is. She has been the financial person that counts the money and deposit all that stuff. And she's never been a member. And when asked why, which is crazy that she's not a member and doing, you know, but like um, she's never been a member. And I asked why she says, because I could never go in front of the church. 
and I could never say anything. I mean, that would be like terrifying, you know, like, and so we don't do that. Uh, We don't want that to be a hindrance and don't think it's necessary. Um, So if you uh, would put yourself in the category of a member of faith fellowship, if you would uh, say that I've been here, this is who I I believe uh, we're meant to be together in community. Um, This is who, uh, and you've gone through a covenant class, those type of things, and you would like to stand in this moment, please do. And uh, and then I will go through these uh, these, uh, pieces with you. All right, super excited for each of you celebrating this moment together, and, uh, and here we go. Um, as those who have experienced the grace of a life changed by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity to reflect the character of Christ through the pursuit of certain attitudes and actions and the, re- and the rejection of others. The scriptures refer to this reality as living by the Spirit in Romans 8. The requirements of this membership covenant are in no way intended as an addition to the biblical obligations of a believer. Rather, this functions primarily as an, as an accessible yet non-exhaustible uh, expression or explanation of what the scriptures teach about the obedience that faith produces. And here it is. I covenant to submit to the authority of scripture. I covenant to pursue the Lord Jesus Christ through regular Bible study reading and prayer and fellowship and practice of spiritual disciplines. I commit to follow the command and example of Jesus. I commit to regularly participate in the life of faith fellowship. I commit to steward the resources God has given me, including time and talents, spiritual gifts and finances. And finally, by the grace of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to walk in holiness in all areas of life as an act of worship to Jesus Christ. And your response would be, I do or I will. Let's pray. Father, I celebrate this moment. I stand with my fellow believers and my local body in an expression of unity uh, and desiring your will to be accomplished through these hearts that are committed to you, Lord Jesus, and as a byproduct to one another. And I pray that this moment today would just further define our mission and the clarity of that mission and the, the necessity of that mission and the unity that you desire for that mission to be realized. And as we stand in baptism and we stand now as, a, as a, again, another statement of our commitment to you, Lord Jesus, would you ratify this moment by just the, the, the presence and power of your spirit and continue to empower this church to be your, your, your vessels, your lighthouse in this community. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstpete.org.